Would you like predictable income secured by real estate? HBG Capital offers you the opportunity to invest in real estate that is built to be transparent for the investor while designed to be insulated against economic volatility. We provide investors an effortless way to diversify beyond traditional investment opportunities like stocks and bonds and even popular real estate. Our syndication and lending opportunities offer a high rate of return and are 100% passive, delivering truly effortless income. Many other investments offer passive income in the 4 to 6% range. Our opportunities have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since inception. Retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and self-directed Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So, if you are looking for an effortless investment with double-digit returns, then visit our website, www.hbgcapital.net. Learn more today at hbgcapital.net. Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be kicking off 2024, and I want to show you exactly what our 2024 kickoff meetings look like or any year that we kick off a meeting looks like for that matter. If you've been wondering what you should be including in your annual Ready, Set, Go meetings at the beginning of the year, and hey, hopefully you're doing this at the December here. We are uh, about to have ours. We're a little bit behind. This is what you need to put in your meeting, or at least this is what works for us and what we're putting in our meeting. So I want to spend some time and go over the areas and break those down for you today. Day. What I really want you to get out of this is a clear roadmap for what you should have in your annual meeting. So let's do a highlight real quick. One is starting with the vision statement, core values, and mission statement. Next is moving into the revenue goals. Then it's the sales strategy on how we're going to hit those revenue goals. And then we go into the sales process, how we're going to actually execute on the sales strategy, what that looks like. Next, we prevent or we present and review our customer experience roadmap. This is a really cool roadmap that basically outlines the thoughts and feelings that the customers should have about your company at each stage of the interaction. Think of it like the athletes passing off the Olympic torch to one another during the Olympics when it's time to go and light that Olympic torch. If that last athlete falls on the way up the stairs or doesn't grab the torch from the next person, then they lose that torch. It'll go out. Much the same way, if there's not a careful curated process for your customer to have an amazing experience from start to finish and a clean handoff from one department to the other department to the other department, you can lose that sell. So very, very important to go over the customer experience roadmap. We then go over a rock review. Rock is known as our quarterly goals. We reverse engineer what we want to accomplish that year into four main steps, and those are quarterly goals. And we'll break down those quarters into four basic areas. Uh, the four things that we really need to be focused on in order to achieve, and I'll, I'll share those. We call them critical success factors, and our, our quarterly goals derive from 
those success factors. I'll go into that in a little bit here in a minute. And then finally, operational efficiency, where we go over the cash flow sheets, budgets, and what to expect for the quarter and what we need to hit to break even. Next, we go over if there's any trips to be scheduled, any big investments that we plan to make for the year. And then at the very end, we'll do a SWOT analysis where we analyze our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We then sign off on all of our roles and what we're responsible for so that we create accountability. So let's break down all those right now in today's episode. First, let's talk about the vision statement. I want to give you an idea of what our sounds like. Then we'll go into the mission statement, and then we'll go into the core values and why these are important. Nick Saban has recently retired. He is arguably the GOAT when it comes to college football coaching. He has won more national championships than I think any other coach, or he's tied for it. I'm not a big football guy, but don't quote me. But I know he is up there. And every single time you ask him what contributes to his team's success, what makes him different, there's two big things that after reading his book and watching a lot of his YouTube videos, he brings up time and time again. One is having a clear vision to where you're going. And two is the process to get there. Commit to the process not the result. And I love what he says about this. He's not focused on the scoreboard during the game. He's just focused on what he needs to win. He's not focused on every time the players would get all riled up about, oh, you know, this year, you know, we're, what if we go back? What if we, are we going to the playoffs or are we going to the, the BCS national championship? He gets their mind off of that. Don't think about the result. Think about the process. What do you have to do to get there and focus on that? He says it's the same thing when they're down in Q4 and they're losing by three touchdowns. Focus on what you have to do to get out of it. Don't focus on the end result here. But you've got to have that vision statement. So to give you some context, here's ours. It's December 31st, 2025. We just finished our annual review as a team. We changed 120 lives for the better by purchasing their property. We sold 120 homes to first-time home buyers who are excited and proud to raise their family in it. Our HBG Gives Back program gave away five homes to families who lost a veteran. Our central headquarters was a location for company events, and we have an off-site company-wide team-building retreat. We embrace an employee-first culture and have an employee dream manager program engineered to help everyone at the company develop their own personal dreams outside of work. Everyone at our organization is thriving and embraces all of our core values. We are an EOS black belt and 90% strong in all of our quarterly rocks. We have a world-class sales and construction team following the HBG construction sales process. We have the top market reputation and a near five-star customer experience. Our operations department is systemized and extremely scalable. We have access to unlimited funds, and we can buy anything we need. That, to me, tells the team where we are going. You have got to have buy-in from your team on where you're headed. So we spend a lot of time trying to craft the vision statement here and what that means for the company. Everyone at the company needs to feel like they're going somewhere, and this accomplishes that. Next, we go over what our mission statement is. This is a little bit different from the mission statement. It really describes how we interact with each other uh, in the organization, You know, how, like, what does the organization look and feel like? So, you know, for example, uh, our mission statement, we embrace an employee first culture and aim to develop each person to be their best self so they get the highest ROI 
on life. Our actions are stupid aggressive in the pursuit to accomplish our goals. We treat each other with respect and engage in healthy conflict. We focus on the process of becoming great, not the result. We push one another to be the best version of themselves. We cultivate teamwork and ask for help when needed. We always hunt for an edge over our competition. We take time to celebrate our wins. That outlines how we interact as an organization. You can you can get as crazy as you want with this. You know, notice that I didn't have a whole ton on there about um uh like we're trying to in world hunger create you know world peace. Really, our organization what gets us excited is developing people in the organization. That is really what our mission is. Next, your core values. Why are these important? If you've ever worked with somebody that you quite didn't like or Maybe they did something that made you feel kind of uneasy that they maybe ask you to, you know, not tell your boss about it or something. There's a, there's a, there's a disalignment of core values there. So you want to make sure you, you bring everyone into the organization and they have alignment on what their core values are. So, you know, ours, for example, are humility, no big egos allowed, integrity, we do not take an action we would not want to see in the newspaper. Ambitious, we embrace the journey to always get to the next level. We are never satisfied. Extreme ownership, we own the problem and do not blame other parties for lack of performance. Resilient, we always figure out a way to thrive no matter what the economy throws at us. These are the type of core values that we filter for people and we want to bring into the organization. We want everybody to share these core values. So that's the mission statement, vision statement, and core values. Next is we go over revenue goals. This is pretty straightforward. Hey, what are we doing for the year? You know, what do we need to do for the quarter? And what are the year over year sales look like? Because sometimes we can be in a seasonal business. Real estate is definitely a seasonal business. If you're selling houses, things tend to slow down during the wintertime and pick up during the spring. So looking at previous year's numbers and making sure that we have the growth that we're projected to do. Next is we break down the sales strategy. And so the sales strategy is, you know, what's the territory? Who is our target avatar that we're going after? What does the call schedule look like? You know, what's our follow-up strategy? How are we going to differentiate from our competitors? In other words, what is our value proposition? Why do people want to do business with us over the people? We have this completely outlined. And, you know, maybe I'll do another episode where we actually go through what our strategy is in more detail and break that down in a whole episode. But you want to know how you're going to be successful in sales. Next is breaking down the sales process. This is, you know, how often is your team going to meet? What is the agenda during the weekly sales meeting? What are the sales key performance indicators that we're tracking on a weekly basis? You know, the number of call made, the, the number of conversions that are made, you know, the number of counts we haven't uh, touched base with. All the tracking needs to be in a weekly key performance indicator sheet where you can track performance. I spoke a little bit about the process earlier. This is what the process looks like. And then ultimately, the sales manager will report what we can expect from the sales department each week. That's the sales process. Different than the sales strategy. Next is we'll go over the customer experience roadmap. This is a flow chart that dictates the end result we want at each stage of the communication process with the customer. In other words, if we're cold calling, we want to make sure that what result are we trying to achieve on that call? 
We're trying to build rapport with them. We're trying to get them to trust us. We're trying to schedule an appointment. You know, we want the customer to feel like their problem is understood. We understand what their problem is. So we'll go through and we'll actually listen to calls and make sure that we're getting the results that we need at that particular touch process. The next might be an in-person appointment. What's the end result that you want? You know, again, does the customer feel like we understand their problems? Have we built rapport? You know, have we communicated their needs back to them? What is the result that you want from each piece of communication from the customer? Very important to have a customer experience roadmap. Next, we go over rock review. So these are our quarterly goals, like I mentioned, and the rocks come from the critical success factors. So critical success factors, think of those as inspiration for your goals. So in you know our business, critical success factors are generate revenue, financing, um, operational efficiency, and I'm doing really bad. There's definitely one more that I have not thought of, but you get the idea. From here, if I'm looking at financing, I can then create these quarterly goals out of there. Financing, you know, we might need to raise $2 million. We might need to um, you know, increase the average investment amount from 50,000 to 100,000. You know, we've got goals that are centered around the financing. If it's operational efficiency, it might be build the houses in seven months instead of eight months. Something that allows us to push the envelope and get better at what we're currently doing. And again, it has to tie into the annual goals. That's a big part of the rocks. So we'll solidify those and everybody will sign off on them. Next is we go over operational efficiency. So what's our budget to run the business? What's our minimum monthly revenue number to break even? You know, what does that look like? What's the operational efficiency look like here? You know, maybe we need to tweak the marketing. Maybe we need to change the marketing. Uh, maybe we need to add some staff. Maybe we need to detract some staff. Next is how can we become more operationally efficient? And the last but not least, we go over, um, I'm sorry, no, I got one more after this, uh, trips to be scheduled, any kind of investments the company's going to make. So we'll talk about the investments that uh, the company's going to make, any kind of trips. You know, we did a, a big trip last year to um, the International Builder Show in, in Las Vegas. Uh, we went to mastermind events. So all these are discussed and we solidify, you know, what travel arrangements we're going to have for the year and if there's any big investments in any kind of coaching or mastermind we're going to do. And then finally, we'll do a SWOT analysis. What are our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? This gives us a good idea on where we need to hone in and which areas that we don't need to spend a whole lot of time focusing on. It's really good to understand on a board with focused collaboration what your threats are. Because if you don't take the time to remove yourself out of the day-to-day -day operations of your business and put down what all your potential threats are, you're going to figure them out one way or another. You're either going to figure them out at the beginning and brainstorm them, or they're going to slap you right in the face and they're going to cost you some money. So make sure that you're sitting down and analyzing the threats, the opportunities, your weaknesses, and where your strengths are. And finally, we'll solidify roles and responsibilities. We'll make sure that not one person has too much on their plate or if somebody doesn't feel like they've had uh, a full plate assigned to them, you know, we'll work to you know, fill in the gaps there. This is how we do our 2024 planning. Uh, I'm excited about, about this meeting we've got on Monday that we're launching here uh, in January. 
And if I hope, you know, this gives you an idea of what you might want to include in your meetings. We'll see you guys next time.